Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. The windows of David Bowman's comfortable White House look directly on the river. In fact, the well-kept lawn edged with flower beds sloped down to the very edge of it. Tonight, as Bill Mead sat in a deck chair under a big tree at the side of the house, he could hear every tiny sound the river made. Little waves lapping against the shore a few yards below him. The call of a night bird. Even a snatch of music coming from somewhere across the river. He was thinking how pleasant it was to be here rather than in the cramped quarters he had just moved from at the auto court. It was kind of David to take him in. But that was typical of David. Bill lit his pipe and fell into a little reverie thinking of his life during the last few years, wondering what the future would bring. And then he heard someone at the gate. Mr. Bowman? Hello there. Aunt Mary. Is that you, Bill? Well, none other. Okay, let's see what's sharp eyes. Oh, was it my voice you recognize? Oh, partly. But uh, that big old moon helped some. <laughs> Here, Aunt Mary, sit down. Oh, would you rather go inside? Oh, no, thanks. This is wonderful. Such a nice evening. Oh, yeah, perfect. Such enough bank in the air. And I've been admiring that moon all the way into town. Mm, isn't it something, though? If I sound a little foolish, you'll know I'm moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's the family out at the lane farm tonight? Just fine, Bill. I left Randy and Piggy squabbling over some game they're playing. Some kind of guessing game. Crazy, yammering and arguments those two get into. <laughs> they must be playing Who Am I? That's always good for a fight. <laughs> they dragged out every reference book we owned deciding who was right. And by the time I left, they were beginning to get less involved, too. As a sort of... Uh, Mediator. <laughs> Never a dull moment, huh? <laughs> Enjoy the reason. Bless them. Is David inside? Uh, no, Aunt Mary. He hasn't come back from Hensville yet. Oh? I rather expected he'd be home by now. They got in from Miami early this afternoon, didn't they? Yeah, I believe so. David took Kip straight to the sanitarium. Oh, I haven't seen him yet myself. He was in the bank for a while, but I missed him. I've been too anxious to know about Kip. Yeah, so have I. And Mr. Bowman said he'd tell me the whole story when he came in. Then you did talk to him? Oh, just for a minute. He phoned to ask me if I'd get in touch with Lily Devon for him. Lily? Really? Yeah. She hadn't been able to reach him. You see, she was invited here to dinner this evening, and he wanted to explain that he couldn't make it. That's none of my business, Aunt Mary, but somehow I can't seem to figure that combination. You mean David and Lily Devon? Yeah. I was talking to Sarah tonight. 
<laughs> By the way, she's spoiling me terribly already. <laughs> well, I don't think it'll hurt you to be spoiled for a little while, Bill. Mm, I hope not. Why, well, this there's a grand setup for me living here with Mr. Bowman. You deserve it, my boy. After all the time you lived out there at the auto court. Mm, it was kind of dreary. <laughs> oh, gosh. I wish Peggy and I could have a place like this someday. You will, son. I'm sure of it. You were saying uh, something about what Sarah told you. Oh, yeah. Or nothing much. I hope I'm not turning into a Mr. Grundy, but... Well, when Sarah mentioned that Lily Devon comes here to dinner quite often, it gave me quite a surprise. Why? Oh, I don't know exactly. They're so different. You know, I'm crazy about Mr. Bowman. He's a terrific guy. And Lily's a wonderful girl, but... Well, I just can't see them as close friends. Because they come from such different backgrounds? Well, yeah, I guess that's it. A part of it, anyway. And then Mr. Bowman has so much dignity somehow, and Lily being a glamour girl. Oh, I don't know. Lily's certainly beautiful, but I don't know that I'd call her a glamour girl exactly. Lily has a lot of bits to her. Oh, sure, she's no featherbrain. <laughs> but she isn't. Lily's early life, even as a child, is anything but easy. But despite that, Lily has come through it all with a very real philosophy. And she had to do it without much help from anyone. Yeah, she must have taken quite a beating as a youngster. Mm, that's right. And now she's looking for something else. Some kind of security. Something solid to believe in. And it may be that David's friendship shows a very real need for her. Yeah, I guess you're right, Aunt Mary. Maybe I've just been thinking superficially. Lily's being so good-looking and so much younger than Mr. Bowman. I can't imagine much excitement in their friendship. But you see, Bill, Lily's had plenty of excitement in her life already. That's probably why that sort of thing doesn't appeal to her anymore. And the least, I think she's just as romantic as... Well, it's Peggy, for instance. Peggy? <laughs> oh, well, that's going some. <laughs> well, that little future bride of mine is just about as romantic as they come. And boy, do I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's Mr. Bowman now. Oh. Good evening, David. You're in a company. Oh, glad to hear it. Well, Mary, this is a nice welcome home. You and Dave. Hi, Mr. Bowen. Uh, here, you take the step chair. I'll sit on the bench. Uh, thanks, my boy. Mary, you been here long? Not very. But long enough that Bill and I had a nice chat. I won't stay long, David. You must be weary. <laughs> I am, rather. But I'm glad to see you just the same. Well, I was so anxious to know about Kit. Oh, I meant to phone you today, but I've been chasing myself around in circles ever since we got back. And the trip must have been wearing, too. It was. Although it went off better than I expected, Kit slept a great deal. Then when we got to Humphrey, the sanitarium people met us, drove us to the hospital. That was good. Can you tell us anything about her condition? Well, Mary, Kit's all right physically. They even let her get up and dress this afternoon. Oh, that's good news. Yes. But as to her mental condition, well, I hardly know what to tell you. What about this doctor over there, Larry? Was he able to tell you much today? I had quite a talk with him this afternoon. In fact, I just came from there now. He insisted on my staying over to dinner so we could talk. Or rather, so he could question me. About Kit's childhood and so on? Yes. He, uh, <laughs> he put me through quite an inquisition. I was surprised at his interest in her life when she was very small. Hardly more than a baby. Yeah, well, uh, according to the modern psychologist, that's just about the most important period in a person's life. Yeah, so that is, he said. Then it's no wonder she's having trouble now. Does he think he can help her? 
Of course, there's much too soon for one to give me a definite opinion. Was there a question she herself? You talked to her this afternoon. You didn't tell me what she said. Well, uh, knowing Kitty, you do, David, would you say there's much change in her? Yes, Mary. I'm afraid there is. At times, she's completely incoherent. It just doesn't make sense at all. When you think of, of the fine person that girl might have been. Well, Mary, we mustn't feel too discouraged. I'll admit it's quite an upsetting experience seeing her in her present condition. Kitty always had such a quick, vital mind. Yeah, it gets you down thinking about it. A person you've been close to. I meant to ask Mr. Bowman, do you think it would be a good idea for me to visit her over there? Frankly, Bill, I don't think it's advisable. Not just yet, at any rate. Well, I guess you're right. Maybe later when she's better, huh? Mm-hmm. Mary, I have an idea. I don't know whether you agree or not. What's that, David? I think taking this illness of Kit's may be the beginning of an entirely new life for her. When she recovers, she may be a different person. I mean, she may have found her way back to what she really is. To her basic nature and character. I hope you're right, David. I hope you're right. Oh, is that someone coming here? Oh, no. So quiet tonight. Oh, it's coming from across the river. See? You can even see the car in this moonlight. Isn't that Brett Cameron's place up there? Yes. I guess Brett's having company tonight. Oh, that's funny. Looks like Ben Talbot's car. Yes, Bill, the car is Ben Calvert. But the driver is Ben's wife, Jessie. She has come to visit her former sweetheart tonight in order to make plans concerning her stepdaughter, Kit. Two sides of the river and two opposing desires. On one side, David Bowman and Aunt Mary, who sincerely look forward to Kit's recovery. On the other, Jesse and Brett, who are doing anything they can to threaten the girl's recovery, perhaps to bring about her imprisonment for perjury. <laughs> 